Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm Sherry. And I'm David. And we are continuing with this communication tips segment that we've been doing. We always think we're going to fit things in like two episodes and <laughs> they end up being more or one. This will be one episode. No, yeah. it's like three. <laughs> but this comes from kind of the concepts of empathy skills that we did a very, very long time ago at the very beginning of our um, podcast. And, um, and we're building on some communication tips to keep in mind as you are working, either doing specifically those empathy skills um, formats that we've talked about, or whether you're just trying to seek to understand and empathize and have good communication skills. Mm-hmm. So we have done 11 different communication skills so far, right? Not that you're counting. Not that you're counting. Because <laughs> we don't we don't label them or list them. So you're probably like eleven. Okay. Yes. Whatever you say, that sounds fine. <laughs> and we've had two episodes on this, so this is the third one. Um, as we're kind of going into this, so if you have missed some of those, you can go back and listen to those. If you missed the original empathy skills, how do I empathize with with someone? And really look at the. Um, really look at the a very specific format if you're not familiar with with that and familiar with okay how do I do this it it really is a step by step process of how do I practice and do this thing called empathy yeah. and understanding so just a reminder if you haven't heard some of those you can go back and take uh take a look at those yep. so but we're going to kind of continue from where we left off uh, last episode and some of these additional communication tips to keep in mind um, that are good for having good communication. Yep. (laughs) And I want to share something from Richard Rohr. He has a daily meditation. The Center for Action and Contemplation is what he started. And he has some great, great content. And I want to share something that I read a long time ago, and it perfectly fits empathy and communication skills. And I thought it would be helpful. So this comes from his meditation, Week 30, Courageous Listening. Ooh, I like it already. So here's what he says. Deep listening is an act of surrender. We risk being changed by what we hear. When I really want to hear another person's story, I try to leave my preconceptions at the door and draw close to their telling. I am always partially listening to the thoughts in my own head when others are speaking, so I consciously quiet my thoughts and begin to listen with my senses. The most critical part of listening is asking what is at stake for the other person. 
I try to understand what matters to them, not what I think matters. Sometimes I start to lose myself in their story. As soon as I notice feeling unmoored, I try to pull myself back into my body like returning home. As Hannah Arendt says, quote, one trains one's imagination to go visiting, end quote. <laughs> when the story is done, we must return to our skin, our own worldview, and notice how we have been changed by our visit. When listening gets hard, I focus on taking the next breath. I pay attention to sensations in my body, heat, clenching, and constriction. I feel the ground beneath my feet. Am I safe? If so, I stay and slow my breath again, quiet my mind, and release the pressure that pushes me to defend my position. I try to wonder about this person's story and the possible wound in them. I think of an earnest question and try to stay curious long enough to be changed by what I hear. Maybe, just maybe, my opponent will begin to wonder about me in return, ask me questions, and listen to my story. Maybe their views will start to break apart and new horizons will open in the process. Then again, maybe not. It doesn't matter as long as the primary goal of listening is to deepen my own understanding. Listening does not grant the other side legitimacy. It grants them humanity and preserves our own. Mm. So I really like that, obviously. In fact, I put it in the handout that I have for all this empathy stuff because it just sort of nails what this is about. Yes. Hopefully helping us to see listening and communicating better and empathy as expanding our quality of life, our enjoyment, our um, values becoming our highest and best self and not something we have to do, not something that this other person won't let this go unless I do. This is an opportunity for us to grow yeah. and progress and we will be better off for it. I mean, just like you said, this is about humanity, ours and theirs both. Yes. It's beautifully, beautifully stated. This really goes to the heart of seeking to understand. Yeah. Yes. I love that. <sighs> well, we could be done now. <laughs> <laughs> but we can talk about a few more few, few more, more things. Tips. Few more things to think about. And one of those is that everyone when you are seeking to understand, when you're trying to have an empathy skills discussion or however it is that you're communicating recognize that everyone can take time and space. Right. Right. I think sometimes we get like, we start getting stuck in our conversations because we feel like we're not allowed to mm -hmm. take a break and have that time. And all that does is just bunch all the emotions and get everything stuck. Right. And then we tend to escalate in our, our feelings and our emotions and our words and our tone um, but if we can just understand, I always get to take a break if I need to. They always get to take a break if they need to. <laughs> I hear right? this so often where, so what happened? Why, if you were this escalated, were you still talking? Because, yeah. you know, rule number one to me, ineffective communication is no win not to. Yes. And... I hear so often, well, they wouldn't let me. 
they got in my way. They started saying things like, of course yes. you're going to walk away. Of course you're running away. You always run away. You, yes. and it's like they pull you back in. I always think of Marty from Back to the Future where if they call him chicken, like he has yes. to do what now they tell him. No, it. he doesn't. And he eventually <laughs> figures that out, right? Right. But it's kind of like that where, well, did your spouse make you continue to talk when you knew that mm. this wasn't working? So this idea is everyone can take time and space, even yes. if you want to really hammer it out, because some of us are built that way. Mm -hmm. um, if your partner says, hey, give me a minute, let me process, let me, let me go for a walk, <laughs> let me do something else, try to let them do it. Yes. It's important that they do. Um, yes. And if you have a situation where one person tends to leave but never return, right. right? That's where that's where we want to like come back. That's the important piece. This isn't a I'm leaving to just For good. I'm done. I make it sound like out. I need a break, but I have no plan to ever talk about this. Yes, yes. So if we're responding if we want to respond with love, we still need to show up, but it's okay to take a break when showing up becomes too much and then we're not going to be right. able to respond with love. Right. So, and that's what we want to keep coming back to. Cause that's, I think the part that most couples have that tricky spot that'll say in, in my sessions, it's like, yeah, but then we're never going to talk about it. Like, yeah, we just, it'll which just is, never happen, which, which is valid because yes. that's often what's happened. Yes, exactly. And so that's where we come back to and we say, Hey, like take a five minute break, take a 10 minute break, like be very clear about the break that you're yeah. taking. If it's really intense and you guys only have 10 minutes to talk about it now and you're not going to have time until later, like set that time yeah. like, after dinner. Can we finish this conversation where I've had a chance to kind of breathe and think yep. through things so that I can show up as my best self? Yes. And I think... I think if we're using some of that language, that helps. I want to be able to show up as my best self. I want to be able to respond in love, and I can tell that I'm not going to be able to do that right now. So can we talk about it at this time when I've had a chance to kind of collect myself and think through things and breathe a little bit and show yeah. up that way? And all you guys, bless your hearts who have used this before to just not talk about something uncomfortable and hard to talk about, you're going to lose all credibility if you say, I'm, I just need to calm down and gather my thoughts. Give me five minutes. And then you don't follow up. So remember, yes. the point is there's a real issue here. We're just being less effective at how we're dealing with it. So right. well, everybody calm light. down and then we're back at it. But back at it. Not back at the <laughs> fight, Right. Just back Coming at back together. understanding yes. and trying, and you'll get better at this. But don't take a break with the intention of never coming back. Mm -hmm. Create some credibility in your partner that, yeah, you will. I'll yes. let you go. I mean, it's not their choice if you do or not, but I'll feel better about letting you go if I know you will make another attempt. Um, yes. And we're going to figure this out. So Yeah. So just have that break. Talk about it. So even setting a timer is helpful sometimes, Yeah, you know, and if you thought five minutes was going to work and it really didn't, and you still just can't, you know, bring it, then you reconnect and you say, Hey, you know, I thought, I yeah. thought I could kind of get to a better place in five minutes. I'm just recognizing I am not still not, and I need to take a little bit longer. But if you're, then, but if, 
And if <laughs> you're using your tools and breathing and doing affirmations, you can get a lot done in five minutes and yeah, and maybe 10 minutes if you need. Yeah. Like you can do a lot to calm down and come back and get present and keep going. So yes, that's a good one. Yes. So yeah, take, take some time to breathe, to take a walk. Um, you might want to do a short meditation. You can even write, you know, journal about what's going on and what, where, okay, what part of this is mine or how can I regain my, my grounding and, you know, all of those different types of things are really, really good. And we've done our anxiety top down and bottom up stuff. And I think a lot of those things can work. You can have some, uh, top down stuff where you're writing and, and processing and whatever, um, a lot of times just be aware that you will probably need some bottom up stuff if mm-hmm. you are escalated inside. Like if you can feel that in your yeah. body, then you're probably going to need some of that bottom up stuff. Yes. And then come back ready to like re-engage, re like seek for understanding mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Love it. And, and this next one's, you know, we've heard this our whole lives, but I want you to really think about it. So when you're coming into a conversation, try to listen first and speak second, mm-hmm. like really listen. We, we don't often enter conversations with the idea that I'm going to try to listen. We usually enter with, I'm going to try to get them to think the way I want them to, or to agree with me or mm-hmm. see it the way I see it, but actually come into the conversation ahead of time thinking, okay, I really want to understand. I really want to hear them yes. and you'll feel differently about it. So listen first, speak second, kind of obvious, but we're not very aware. We come into these (laughs) conversations, no plan whatsoever, except I'm feeling strongly. So here goes. Yes. And you need to understand me, right? (laughs) Definitely. Okay. And, and that's a good thing to come in because if you are coming in thinking that way or feeling like that, there's a good chance they are too, Right. right? Like I just feel very like that that you don't understand and if we can think about that like oh they're coming in with that feeling that right. i don't understand them then it can help us get to the place where we say okay no i i really want to make sure that i understand them yep all right next thought next tip is to focus on feelings and not details and clearly state your needs Um, so there's kind of the, the typical, I feel blank when blank. Yep. Right. And we've talked about this before. Yes. But that's the idea. Make it more about feelings than anything else. Not so much the details, but the feelings. Because remember, if they're feeling strongly, even if you're right about something, they'll bounce to the next thing that they feel the same way about to maintain the feeling that they're in. And right. you'll never get ahead of it. Right. So what they need is to feel understood or they'll just, yes. you, you can't, you can't handle it. You can't manage it. Yeah. And if we're focusing on feelings then we're taking the, like the pressure off of I'm right, you're right. You know, we're, we're getting down to underneath, which is a big focus when we talk about empathy and empathy skills is making sure we're underneath there for the, the feelings instead of the who's, who's right. And what are the facts that are support my side versus yours. Yep. Um, the next one, I love this one. I use this all the time. Remember your spouse substitute child 
<laughs> substitute or coworker whoever, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, I love this phrase. My mm-hmm. children all the time, particular ones, are like, "Hey, how come they don't? They don't respect me. They're not listening to me." It's like, do they feel cared about? Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's a different answer than you think I'd give you, but. If you don't feel like people are taking you seriously or listening, ask yourself, do they feel cared about? Because if I don't feel like you care about me, I don't care very much about what you have to say or or what you know. Mm-hmm. You may even be an expert on something, but if I yeah. don't feel cared for, not interested. Yes. So yes. keep that in mind. So yeah. yeah, it's that relationship is more important than a problem yep. to be solved. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, the next one is to think about clearly identifying your needs and wants first. And then once you understand that, then um, you want to commit to meeting your partner's needs as well. So yeah. being really clear and understanding where you're coming from, which is Sometimes why you need that break, you know, sometimes you get into yeah. a conversation and you're kind of getting heated and they're getting heated and, and you're not even sure why you're heated or what <laughs> exactly is going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because oftentimes it's not about the certain facts that are happening. It's about something. A lot of times it's about something else, right? Yep. It's about yeah. not feeling loved or yes. feeling neglected or unheard or unseen or something like that. And so Sometimes those breaks, when we talk about taking those breaks, are, and that writing that you can do are is going to be really helpful for you to really get down to, okay, what are my wants and needs in this situation? Um, and then if they're doing that as well, um, sometimes you need to help them. You can help them identify those. But then really commit to being willing to meet your partner's needs. Yeah. Now, I mean, obviously there's limits to that. Like if, as long as it's not going against, you know, your personal value base. As and long as all it's not illegal things. or immoral, yes. do your best. <laughs> <laughs> but really committing to like, I want to show up for them and I want mm-hmm. to be there for them and help meet their needs. Yeah. And the great thing is if you're both doing that, then, then you're going to have a really good relationship. Yeah, you will. Yep. Thinking errors, Kay, this is important. Be aware of your thinking errors, what they are, how they show up, and work on these. So thinking errors, we've talked about this before in other episodes, but if you know that you tend to go to an all-or-nothing kind of thinking Mm -hmm. or catastrophizing, Mm -hmm. um, everything's terrible, or emotionally reasoning, you know, you're going to trust your feelings so much that they're right no matter what when they could be wrong whatever your thinking errors are be aware of them and manage them well it's not your partner's fault that you're in a thinking error or that you're not managing your thinking error yes and these are hard and you'll see your partner's thinking errors it's not your job to tell them although (laughs) i know there's healthy relationships where you can say hey it kind of sounds like this is where you're at but if you're right. in a heated conversation yeah, that's you not manage the time yours to bring it up. Yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> bring it up in a calm collected space you're doing space. that thing again you always do that thing yes <laughs> it's like oh am i going to listen to you now i don't know yes yep so love that love that be aware of of where your thinking errors are and how they may be influencing what's going on for you and yep. work on those and manage those So the next one is that it is 
not your spouse's job to meet all of your emotional needs. <laughs> and it's not their job to make you happy. What? I know. Right? Are you sure? Isn't this why we get in relationships so someone else will take care of all of our needs for yeah. us? <laughs> your job is to make me happy. You're failing yes. to make me happy. Yes. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, man. And they can't meet all your emotional needs. What a concept. You will need friends. You will need yes. girls night out and guys night out. You're going yes. to need support in other ways besides just your partner. Yes. And that's important. Yep. It's really important because they can't be there for you 100% of the time, all of the time. This is not a 24-7 job is for yeah. me to, my job is to now meet all of your needs all of the time. Impossible. It's, yeah. Even if someone wanted to, they wouldn't be able to. <laughs> right. Right. And so it's really important to be aware that, hey, you know what we can do? I can meet my needs. I can work on meeting my needs in some of these ways. I can offer and I can connect with them and say, hey, could you be a sounding board for me right now? Or, hey, I just really need to vent. Can I mm -hmm. vent to you about something? And if they're, if they can't, if it's like, I am so sorry, I am on a time crunch. I have, you know, 20 minutes to get this project into my boss. Like they can't be there for you in that moment. So you don't just stuff it and, oh, now my needs aren't getting met and, and have a meltdown, right? You right. reach out to someone else. Right. You connect with other people. Um, you know, you don't have to have to now your life is over because right. someone else isn't meeting all of your needs. Yep. So if you have that expectation, Check throw it, it away. Yes. Burn it. <laughs> bury it. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Find other places. And... And in the same token, I think there are some spaces where in relationships, people expect that they are now the end all be all for their partner, yeah. right? Kind of this other way. So you are not allowed to go spend time with friends or mm. go, you know, on this backpacking trip because that really fills your soul because I am the one that is now supposed to meet every yeah. single need for you. So be aware of that end of it too. Mm -hmm. Yep. So all relationships take work to maintain and improve. Is this the first time you're hearing this? I hope not. Now listen <laughs> to this next part. I love it. It's not the absence of problems, but effective problem solving that counts. You yes. know how many people, this is that book that I'm going to write someday. I just always have book titles, <laughs> but I never actually write anything. Uh-huh. Your greatest problem is your fear of pain. That's a book title. Yes, I I there that is. Very Effective much. problem solving is what counts. Not trying to avoid all the problems in your life. Yeah, or not having any. You know, right. I think everybody knows that couple that never argues, never fights, or whatever. <laughs> but they have all kinds of you know things going on, and it's they're just avoiding it, right? Right. That doesn't make for a good relationship. Nope. Always takes work. Work, work, work. Right. All the good stuff. Okay, next one. You have a choice. You always have options. I use this one so a lot. Important. Yes. All the time I hear a spouse say, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And it's like, you have options. They yeah. make a choice. You make a choice. They make a choice. You make a choice. You always have options. You have more power than you think. Mm -hmm. Of course, connected back to all this stuff we've talked about, but. Yes. Yes, you've got you've got all of these choices. Like you're we never powerless. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid of some elbow grease. <laughs> I 
some things are just going to take a lot of work and nothing of value is free or easy. Very few things. I shouldn't say nothing. Yes. I can think of a few things. I, a few, yes. But most things most that things. have value require a lot of work and effort and mm-hmm. treat your marriage the same way or your relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. And last one, be positive by understanding your own worth and your own safe place in the world. Safe. Yeah. I like it. We're safer than we think. Mm-hmm. That's another book title. There you go. You're safer than you think. Yes. And you can create your own safety. Yep. And if you understand your own worth and you understand that you can create your own safety, then you've got so much more going for you. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier to engage in elbow grease and take all this time and work and whatever because you don't have to worry so much about... Is this going to, how does this affect my worth? How is this going to affect my perceived worth or my, um, or my safety? Yep. Yeah. All right. You made it. You made it through all of the communication stuff. Now you're an expert. (laughs) You're an expert. Right. As, as all of us are like, oh, guess how I blew it this week. We were just talking before the, (laughs) before we started recording about ways we've blown it just this week in our communication. But it's, they're all good things to keep in mind. You're okay. Remember, the the only failure is quitting and giving up. You just don't quit. You just don't give up. You keep going Mm -hmm. and you're going to be okay. Yeah. So if you have any questions, just a reminder, send questions or comments yes. our way. We're happy to address that. We want to do more of that. I keep thinking about that and we'll start that. And so if you have a question for us or even would like us to address something mm-hmm. in future episodes or yep. make an episode about a concern that you have. Yes. We've gotten well, some of it. those. So just reach out to us. Let us know. The website, twotherapisttalking.com. Um, that's where you would reach out. Okay, I'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. 